0: ABC News um, came across it and uh, ended up running a story, which I thought was just for our local ABC, but it turned out to be the national and uh, got got a little bit of attention on that story, which which is really nice. So and I got some great feedback about inspiring people to, you know, stay positive um, while in quarantine. And, you know, that's really what what it was about.
1: Hi Mickey Hunters, so welcome back to the Art of Photography podcast where we share our passion and share how photography have helped us give hope, purpose, and happiness in our life. So today I have um, an enthusiast photographer who is really amazing in her art and um, she just won um, Mono Awards in um, 2020, is that right? (laughs) Hope that's right
0: yeah okay <laughs> cool
1: uh, and yeah I'm so exciting to sh- to, sh- um, to introduce her um, and there's this project that she she did during a quarantine that is very exciting um, and I really want to um, chat to her a lo- about about it more and share with you guys so without further ado welcome Liz how are you doing
0: hi Stanley I'm doing really well and it's great to be here and thanks for inviting me
1: yeah, congratulations on um, making the first place on the um, Mono Awards. That's that's amazing.
0: Yeah, it was it was a bit of a surprise, but um, there was some certainly some um, pretty decent competition there. So uh, I was very honored to to do that, um, but very surprised.
1: Ah, fantastic! And um, so, share us a little bit um, about yourself, and um, you know, where do you, how do you come to fall in love with photography in the first place
0: mm. um, well it really so i don't really know where it started i just remember always having a camera you know back i think the first camera i owned was a little um 110 instamatic that had you know it was just you fit in your pocket and you took the little skinny film down to get developed um, i always had one of those and then um I wasn't that good at photography, but, you know, when we went out and stuff like that, always just taking a few snaps around the place. Um, And back in the day, I remember, you know, because I'd moved from New Zealand to Australia and taken to the shop and getting double copies of all your prints and sending a pack home to the parents and keeping a pack for myself. And i still got a few of those around. Um, I didn't pick up my first um, DSLR. It was about, I looked it up the other day. It was about six years ago, seven years ago, maybe a bit longer. And it was a Canon 450D with a couple of kit lenses. Um, I still have it. Um, But it was was only then that I started uh, really sort of learning how to use a camera and and getting it off auto. And um, it's sort of of like my interest started growing. Um, And also along with that, I I guess I started traveling a little bit um, on a few occasions, which also sort of helps to... You know you want to take photos of where you've been and it was before the day of the phone so you know if you wanted pictures you had to have a camera. Um, So that's kind of where it started Um, and it's just grown from there. It was probably about four five years ago that I um, really started sort of going to workshops and I did a short TAFE course on how to use my camera so um, and that just opened the world to me because I had no idea. Um, So just from there it's just growing and I'm still exploring my, my genre. I you know I've got Things that I find myself drawn to, um, and other things that I like to give a go. So, very much still exploring. Um, so you know, and last year I entered a couple of competitions for the first time, and, and the one as you mentioned, um, very very surprised on that one. Um, but it's good. It's really good to have a couple of successes. Um, I also made the top ten in a, um, a AIPP. Uh, competition for newcomers which was a, a real honor because that's some amazing work there but two completely different images um, one was black and white one was bright color um, but I guess they were both kind of two-dimensional which is something that I'm really enjoying at the moment around the urban um, and can't travel too far at the moment so uh, uh, yeah so sort of come a long way but still a long long way to go.
1: Yeah it's been interesting actually uh, following your work and your journey because um, when I first met you I think I saw um... I saw your photo of that Milky way and it was more of a landscape I think um, you know that was um, what two two years ago now like when we did the first yeah. um, exhibition yep yeah yeah and then um, after that like um, you kind of moved to Europe for a little bit and then you you shift a little bit more towards um architecture and lately mm. it, it shifted again towards uh, more like this uh, really um minimalistic um urban is that what what you would call it yes yeah yeah, so, yeah. Uh, tell us a bit about about that journey there like you know yeah how that, you know how did that come in mind
0: it really is a journey and We go back to it you know shooting milky way um absolutely loved it and and the one image that i had that you're talking about is hanging on my wall here at the moment the, the big um um what do you call it the stainless the the metal the metal yeah <laughs> um <laughs> I'm with the milky way and a lightning bolt just down south here you know it was just so amazing and, and that was learning to do astro taught me so much about the camera and and um but of course when i moved to europe trying to get the milky way and astro over there is just not going to happen you know so um so that went away so i had to do something something else in the meantime um and of course i did a lot of travel while i was there well i was based in um, in the hague in the netherlands so you know almost as many weekends as we can we'd um the lady I worked with came with me more often than not, we would just jump on a plane and go somewhere. But it was all cities, you know, we didn't have much time to get out into the country and drive around. Um, So it naturally had to be a bit urban. Um, And a lot of it was, um, like I say, almost postcardy type stuff uh, because you're there, you're in the moment and you want to capture it. Uh, But within that, you know, there's a few things I did try and get something a little bit different. The the mono ones was um, from the Eiffel Tower, and it was the standard shot straight up from underneath, but for some reason it stood out to people. It was quite, it was quite funny, actually, when I submitted that photo for, for entry. Um, I saw it come up on the website when I put my entry in, and it was so pixelated and so bad. I sent an email saying, can you take it down? I want to withdraw it. Um, but as it turned out, it was just because it was so detailed. And um, once I saw it printed and heard some judges' comments, I um, I heard somebody wrote. uh, One of the judges said it was just they thought it was a mirror image, but when they looked, they could see people's people's feet up there. I hadn't even seen the people's feet, but um, (laughs) but it was um, but it was those kind of you know what can I do differently in an urban environment um, other than the the standard snapshot? So you do tend to go to the same places. You know, you look on Instagram and go, oh, that's cool. I want to go there, but it becomes so same. You know, everybody's got that shot. So how do you do something different? And I started thinking about that a little bit. And I sort of found some other places that were not quite so mainstream. Um, And then coming back to Perth here, again, not being able to sort of go too far. And and I I really like that sort of minimalistic sort of urban style. Um, It's it's something that I, you know, you can find an amazing image in something really boring or something that nobody sees. It's just, it's it's nothing of note. But if you look at it and you... um, you know, take away the distraction and just see it in a different way. It's something so simple and boring can become really quite amazing. Um, so so I'm, I really enjoy that in architecture. I'm starting to, um, with the architecture, starting to sort of try and see the whole building a bit more than just taking a piece of it. So, you know, I'm just playing around with a little bit of that at the moment sort of getting out and around at Perth, trying to find a bit of a theme to, to chase down. Um, <clears throat> but it's, to me, it has been a, a real journey and a real evolution. A lot of it's been by, drawn by my environment, where I where I am, what I can do. So the the astro stuff I did was because we can do it here in Western Australia. It's so easy. You just you need to drive for an hour and you're in dark sky. Um, so you know, I'm so glad I've done that because when I was living in Europe for just over a year, it was like it's, it's not something you can usually do. Um, it's you have to plan, you have to go somewhere far away from the lights, unless you're in somewhere where you are or um, really far north away from the cities. It's it's just so hard to find that, particularly in Europe. Um, I didn't even attempt to. Um, so then, as you know, travelling around Europe, you, you take what's there, you know, you, it, it, it is what it is. So um, if, you, if you want to take photographs, it's going to be what, what you're seeing in front of you. Um, But that's all part of the journey i guess and now i'm back here it's like what's what's next you know um can't go anywhere so i have to fall in love with perth all over again and find new stuff which um i'm working on but um but yeah it's it we've got got a long long way to go much more exploring to do
1: that's that's amazing um yeah um you know i'm I'm always a, a big advocate of you know trying to look at different angles and different perspective and just hearing you say that, um, you know, just reaffirm that it's, it's good to hear that, um, you know, more, more and more photographers out there are trying to do that instead of just taking that, you know, classic shot of what you see on Instagram. Um, I, and I used to call myself, well, now, um, looking back, I used to call myself that period is um, um, as a uh, an instagram landmark photographer <laughs> where you go <laughs> to landmarks look at what inci- what people in instagram take and I would try to take it so um yeah that's that's great that you you try to go out there and look at for different perspective um so um you know going into that that detail uh sorry that um that topic while we're still talking about it how do you do that? How do you try to find different perspective? Because, um, you know, we all know Europe is a very popular country, um, have a lot of photographers that have been there um, to all of those spots. And the, those spots have been taken photo of multiple times, millions of times. So how do you push past that and then try to find one that is more, um, you know, one that you can actually call, oh, yeah, this is mine instead of just, It's one one out of the million type of thing.
0: Um, Well, I probably didn't do that too successfully in Europe because, you know, everything's amazing. You just want to see it for what it is. One one way of doing it, though, I think a really simple way is to do it in black and white. Um, It's all about colour over there. Um, You know, the Instagrammers, the influencers, it's all about colour and image. But if you strip back all of that and do black and white, You've got something different the most difficult thing is getting rid of all the people if you're in a popular place um but sometimes that helps too because if you if it's probably pretty good right now over there but if um you know if you if there's, there's heaps of people around you don't want people in your image if you're doing sort of the urban type thing then you're going to have to find a different angle and go somewhere else um it's simply to to avoid having them over overtaking your photos so um but a lot of the ones i did were pretty pretty standard um just because i was there i wanted to capture it i'm just trying to think of um one in uh where you do actually use people is one i took uh around the louvre through an archway and it was very shadowy and it had the louvre in the background it had a person in it but that person was a was a shadow it was a silhouette and it was just you know made different light um, if you're using a camera you can control all of that a little bit more uh, using your phone It's pretty much preset. So a lot of the photos, yes, you can put filters over it, but you don't have that control to make it look different that way. So even though it might be the same, the same image, um, you can play with different light um, and a different way you treat it, maybe a little bit in post, just to make it look a little bit different. Um, But there's also um, just looking at, you know, if everybody's in a certain place, just you know, go around the corner of a building, you know, just. Go across the street um can you get up and look down uh, just a different perspective rather than the standard one straight in front
1: cool yeah i think that's um that's definitely something that um a lot of people miss i know that was uh, the big thing that i missed was that um you know i took that famous spot and then after that i go right go to the next famous spot mm. well like if i were to you know use my feet to walk you know a few meters here and there i would be able to find that um that different perspective. So that's that's a really good um really good um advice that you share there. Um and um I love how you mention a lot in terms of light and you know we a, a camera is a uh, is is a uh, is a light capturing box and um you know light is one of the most important if not probably the most important aspect in photography and not a lot of people actually talk about light so. Um, Talk us a little bit about how, um, you know, how you approach photography and how you try to look at the lights and um, observe how the lights are doing to, to get the effect that you wanted.
0: Mm. Um, I guess light is something that, um, and shadows in particular. Um, I first sort of realized how important it was um, looking at um, some of my wedding photos under some trees and realizing, wow, the shadows are really strong. You couldn't see that with your with your eyes, but when you saw it in the photo, you realized that it really stood out. Um, so, you know, a lot of times when I was traveling, I didn't get to choose the time of day that I was there because of time flights and we were just had limited time so you had to go so you know quite often you would go early in the morning or the afternoon to get the nice light but if you're there in the middle of the day you don't have any choices then you know embrace the shadows type thing look where they are make them part of your picture um so see if you can sort of work with that um, other times it's just looking you know where, where the light might be shining at a certain angle on on something and it's if you just took a photo anytime, you know, so it's worth just having a look and get a slightly different angle. It might change a reflection. Um, an amazing place I went to that it was all about the light and reflection was Frankfurt and the, and the skyscrapers there, absolutely stunning. And that was just all about the clouds and light because so many of the buildings were glass that it was, how does it look? You know, where's the best angle for that? Where are the shadows falling? Um, and it was, it was it was just amazing to, to have, you know, that being able to do something in the middle of the day that's okay um, you're looking for shadows and just looking for different reflections and so on and you know even even a, a, a bright flare can work if you know you're there and uh, you just got, you just got to realize it's there um, and I think that's one of the things is you often um, just don't see it you're, you're not conscious of shadows and light and you know starbursts and, and reflections you've got to be looking for them um, and I think that's one of the things that I you know I really try and helps me see um things that maybe it's easy to walk past if you've got to look for stuff you wouldn't usually look for and shadows and light is is one of those things
1: yeah that's that's a really fantastic advice because um i know back in the day when i first started photography when i see um you know the harsh light i pretty much threw my camera on the back and you know never even consider shooting so um, yeah like there's um, I, I, probably a lot of uh, other travel and um, landscape photographer who would do the same and just throw away their camera as soon as you know the the, the sun getting too high so that's a fantastic mm. um, fantastic advice and um, now with that um, coming back from Europe um, you had to go on an isolation in Perth and it was a 14 days isolation and you came out with one of the coolest series I think I've, that I've seen out of isolation. I, I don't know if I see any other photo series that that had been taken during an isolation and it created this really um, cool unique um, perspective from where you like from the 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 room of your hotel. So share us a little bit more about you know um you know what what you capture and what you see and how you actually transform it to the way it is.
0: Um, I lost you in the middle there, Stanley, but I think I got got the uh, the question. Um, yeah, when I returned last year, um, end of June, I had to go into the compulsory 14-day hotel um, isolation. So um, I was thinking the first few weeks, you know, leading up to it, I was really, really anxious thinking about, oh, I'm being locked in a hotel for 14 days, knowing there was no windows, you couldn't open a window, there was no fresh air, so it became quite anxious and then, you know, realised that. There's nothing I can do about it. It's going to happen. So let's turn it into a positive. So um, I actually went in there with the intention of going through all my photos from Europe, sorting them out, doing cataloging, maybe putting together a photo book or something like that. Um, So um, this is my idea. Um, So anyway, I I get there and I walk in the room. And uh, first of all, the first thing I noticed was, um, you know, Christian Fletcher, you know, you know, world-class landscape photographer there's this big christian Fletcher aerial photograph above the bed and there's two more of his works on the other side and next to the bed is a is a book um, from Francis andridge another famous perth photographer I thought this this room is made for me so that that was really positive walking into that and you know very inspiring um and I think it was quite late at night I arrived so um this Pack my stuff next morning i woke up and my window is like a whole wall was a window uh open the blinds and i look out and i see this amazing building this there in my eyes you can see the one behind me that's um i just saw that and it was this red and gray squares on the side of the building in the distance and i and i sat there with my coffee best thing i did was bring my little coffee machine with me so that was really good um drinking my coffee and i look at this building i go wow that's so amazing and it just came to me look well why don't I just take a picture of that and then looked around and that and I'm going to take a picture a day and do something from this window um, so that became my challenge and, uh, and I posted up the first one and, and it was done so now I had to I had to front up every day with something different um, so and it was really hard because you look out that window and it's limited what you can see and you, I want it to be something really different every day and you know it could be really mundane and, and boring um when you just look at a city once that beautiful sort of side of that building that red's gone and you know it's like oh now what am I going to do? Uh you you have to try and reimagine what you're looking at. So um I just went through and I sort of pick um a, a day you know a building and I'd have a look and I'd start thinking about the next day, you know, the day before and trying to imagine what I'd do with it. There was one that I took of the West Australian Museum. It's uh time I've tried compositing and taking a couple of images and putting together. So this one, I had this this vision of putting the museum in the clouds. So first of all, I had to photograph the clouds and then the building on the same day and put them together. Um, So as it turns out, like over the 14 days, um, pretty much all my time, don't tell my boss that, you know, all my time was used, taking the photos and trying to create something out of it, you know, because I was working really on the side. but it was, it, was um, it, it really kept me entertained and kept me busy and kept me thinking every day. And it was just like, it was such a good thing to do because it just did keep my mind busy. Um, and I did end up with the 14. And there was one photo, I think it was day five. I was completely not happy with it. And I switched it out with another one when I did, I think when I posted my series somewhere. But otherwise, you know, all of them were uh, true to the day. If they were in clouds, the clouds were taken on the day. You know, whatever I put in it was taken on the day. Um, and the very last one in that series, it was a black and white one again with the city skyline in the clouds. Um, I'd be trying to picture that one sort of for quite a few days leading in. Um, but I then I had to take sort of like the buildings that I had taken shots of throughout the series and put them into this image at the end, which um, which I really like, but I need to redo it. Um, I'm, I'm going to redo it because uh, just some of my finishing wasn't so good, but I, but I really liked it. But the whole thing for me was it, it just made me look for something different and something amazing and stuff that you wouldn't normally see anything in. Um, And some days it kind of, like, happened, you know, I I knew what I was going to shoot. I got up and I would just wait, and if, it, you know, the weather was right, which mostly it was, um, then, you know, I could take that, and then I had to wait for the clouds or whatever, Um, and But other days it was like, oh, yeah, I'm uninspired today. and have to wait. And there was a few that were late, like sunsets. Luckily, I had the full range of weather. I had some beautiful sunsets. I had an incredible lightning storm one night, but I'd already taken my photo for that day, so I couldn't use my lightning shots um, in the series, but I certainly got some. Um, another day it was raining, so, you know, I was just looking at the window and there was raindrops sitting on it, and, the, and I got a picture of a raindrop that had just run down, and it's got the pink out-of-focus in the background from the building that I took on day 1 just shining through so so some of it was all the buildings the urban um that one was was close up um I remember all all the rest of them now but um yeah it was it it certainly certainly kept me uh, busy during that time and um what I did with that series is I actually posted it on a quarantine facebook site and I thought I might inspire some people to do something and it like got zero attention, so I so I just deleted it and thought, oh, I won't do that. But um, I posted it on uh, Canon Collective's site and ABC News um, came across it and uh, ended up running a story which I thought was just for our local ABC, but it turned out to be the national and... Uh, got got a little bit of attention on that story which which is really nice so and I got some great feedback about inspiring people to you know stay positive um while in quarantine and you know that's really what what it was about it was about for me to keep me distracted um interested engaged in what I was doing um not sitting around just being bored um so yeah it was I, I really needed to do something and uh, and I was again surprised that you know, it, it got the attention it did. Um, but, you know, I've, I've printed up some of those photos, and, and I'm quite happy with them. So I'll probably do a few more. Um, my favourite image of the whole series was one of oh, was a little bit of story It's day 11 of a father and a son playing down on the ground, i had been waiting for and, and shadows and um, it just came up a treat. But it's it's something that i've been waiting for the whole time i could see the people down there looking from level eight and i could see the people and i could see shadows and i took lots and lots of photos along the way and then there's uh but none of them were really exciting and then on day 11 it was i think it was a sunday morning and um i could hear the little fella um he was having a ball he was squealing and laughing and there was just him and his dad kicking the footy around down there and and you know i got the shot and uh it was just, it, it was just so, so perfect. It was, to me, that's why we were there. You know, we were in quarantine, so they could be out there doing, doing what they're doing, you know, having that freedom to do that. Um, and it was just uplifting, so, yeah.
1: That's, that's fantastic. Well, wow, I just got a goosebump when you, when you share that story, because um, that is very true, you know, like, um, you know, we, we, we do this quarantine and, you know, like Perth, when they find out that there was a case, basically fully locked down, it's for the greater um, the greater people and mass um, freedom Um, and you know a lot of people say you know freedom is um, is um, it's not free which is you know in this case it's kind of true like you pay for it but at the end of the day you know you get to be I mean Perth is incredible you know it's a you get to do whatever you want um, before this happens because you know it's been really um, controlled that well so um, just the way you, you share that story is so inspiring um, you know we, you're doing quarantine to, to, to let other people to, to be to be free that's that's amazing um, I absolutely love that and um, hopefully people listening to to this who kind of don't like quarantine too much can see the positive side of it so <laughs> that's great um, and um, yeah um, I, it was actually very in, incredibly inspiring when I saw that as well. It was um, very inspiring to to see the light the light in the dark, right? It's it's really hard to be able to see that, but you come out each day with a such an incredible photo. Um, it's 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 not only you,
0: know, you keep like, dropping if... out, Stanley.
1: Oh, okay. Am I back now? Hello, Liz. Am I back now? Okay, looks like I'm back here. You're back now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're back. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was just saying that um, it's it's incredible that you know you come up with those series in, from your hotel room, and um, you know when 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 you share your handles later, um, people can have have the chance to be able to see what you come up with from your hotel room, and they're incredibly beautiful. Um, just um, what you can come up from that you know, small, well, re- relatively small window of the world, right? If you think about the world. Um, so that's, that's amazing. Um, is there like, do you have any, anyone or anything that um, inspire your photography?
0: Um, yes. Um, a lot of the urban. Um, I really love George Burns photography and Mark Bryley from Perth, um, love his work. And I think some of this urban came from me going to a talk he did um, a year or year two ago. I can't remember when it was exactly. Um, and I just loved what he did. Um, so, you know, he's definitely an inspiration and I've gone out recently on a, on a bit of a tour with him around Perth and, you know, it was, totally inspires me. Um, so, but but then just a lot of people as well, you know. I I just scroll through Instagram. I look at some artworks, and you know, I just for like what I see, I go, oh, that's really cool. I've just enrolled in something quite different actually, because I want to try something different, and uh, it's about illustrative photography and a lot of you know really. Um, detailed compositing and I've just enrolled in a masterclass to have a go at that so I'm not sure how I'll apply it to anything I do but it'd be really good to know how to do that kind of thing Um, and you never know you know it might might just I think I'm doing it to sort of stimulate the creative mindset a little bit more Um, but really you know I look many many people inspire me I just it depends on the style what they're doing I you know I have hashtag likes that I just look for architecture or urban landscape and those pop up on my Instagram and I just go through and uh, and you know it's just yeah it's, it's more very very open um, but yeah a couple of there that I, I do find very inspirational
1: yeah cool like um, it's, uh, it's it's cool that you're actually finding your uh, inspiration for from a lot of local photographer because um, you know Perth is re- relatively small and I'm sure people who actually listen to this podcast um, there would be a big portion of of you who who never heard of first australia <laughs> possibly um so yeah that's that's really cool that you you actually find people from a really small town um that can inspire you mm-hmm. and um i see um you know on your Instagram handle, you, you kind of split your Instagram into two now. You got one that is black and white and one is that color. And I see that you got into black and white more and more. Um, what, sorry, I lost you a little
0: bit there, Stanley.
1: Um, sorry. So with uh, with the Instagram, I was just saying that you have one color and one black and white. And I see that you, yeah. you get... You, you, I feel like you're falling in love with black and white more and more. Do you want to share us a little bit more about, you know, that, how do you approach black and white versus color and what do you like or not necessarily like the most out of the two?
0: I, I agree with you. I, I do love black and white and uh, probably more than color. Um, the, the, Colour really comes through on the minimal urban type stuff. It would be hard to do that just in black and white. Um, so it's, you know, that's specific for that. But the black and white, you know, the stuff I've done around, you know, um, even landscapes, buildings, whatever in the black and white. I just I just love that contrast. I love that simplicity. Um, I love that it's about the image itself as opposed to the colour in the image. Um, I While I was in Europe, I... Um, well, I actually started following this guy on Instagram, um, uh, uh, Jay Vulture. His his Instagram and website is Vulture Labs. Does amazing long exposure, long exposure, just beautiful long exposure black and white photography. And when I went over to Europe, I thought, oh, I wonder if he does workshops. So I booked on a couple of workshops with him, and it was just brilliant. The first one was in um, Berlin, and I, I just learnt how to do these. Beautiful long exposures, you know, two minutes, four minutes, eight minutes, broad daylight. Um, so stunning stuff, and it's and and then about the post processing and learning and learning the techniques of how to, you know, make it really smooth and even and soft and you know making the vignettes so subtle that they're strong but so subtle that you can not see where they start and finish, and um, and that just sort of again, you know, visualizing something in black and white makes you really think. Totally differently about a scene. Um, shadows again play a huge part, and light an even bigger part in what you're looking. But you're trying to imagine it in black and white as well. Um, the from the mono awards, you know, I, I visualized that that Eiffel Tower in black and white, uh, which which made me look at it different differently to what I'd be looking for if I if I really wanted to embrace the color around there. You know, I wouldn't have taken an image of just the steelwork if I wanted color. Um, so very much so. And I haven't done any new black and white recently. Um, I I need to get out. I, well, I did one probably about a couple of weeks ago of a, an art deco church in Como, um, which made me look at it and I go, oh, that was a broad daylight photo. It was so bright and harsh. It was no long exposure. So it was just like bright white and blue. And it was like, oh, you know, too harsh. So put it in black and white, enhance the shadows, totally different image. Um, but I do... I do really love the the black and white for its. Um, it makes you see the the image for what it is rather than the colour surrounding it. There was one I um, processed a bit recently of um, uh, in Italy. Uh, I think I well, can't remember the name of the little town. It was Cinque de Terre, one of the coastal buildings, which all about villages, all about colour. Um, I took the colour out of that, yeah. and made it black and white, and it Sorry.
1: Was that the Cinque Terre? Cinque Terre. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, it was, and you know, that's all about colour. Yeah, the buildings. That's why people go there. And I went there, and I converted this image to black and white, and it was a little bit of a long exposure. So I had the Milky, the Milky Waves, and a little bit of brightness there. And putting it in black and white just changed how I saw that completely. Rather than go, oh my god, this is amazing, colourful buildings, aren't they cool? I look why did they build these buildings on a cliff you know it's just black and white so it took that color away and made me think about the village the why you know and and what it is rather than how it looks so um and that's something i really love about black and white unless of course you get something really graphic where it's just cool to be in black and white so which is okay too
1: that's that's really cool. I I saw that photo. Um, I think you posted it on, um, Canon Collective or Canon. Canon I, d- I did. Collective. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. I I never seen, um, you know that, uh, or any of the cities in Terre, um to be converted to black and white. So. Um, it's 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 really fresh um to to see it that way so um yeah how you say it earlier if you want to create something different maybe change it to black and white it's it's working for you (laughs) it's working really well
0: yeah
1: yeah yeah Uh, yeah cool well um you know um all right well we're kind of coming to um the um last bit of our podcast here and um Usually, um, I like to ask um, all of my guests, um, what are some of the advice um, that you would share with other photographers, whether or not they just started or um, you know, whatever part of their photography journey? What are some of the advice that you would share um, that you feel like it, it hasn't been um, said enough um, in this photography world?
0: I think the biggest thing for me is you never stop learning. Um, You know, every photo you take, you learn something from. Um, If you, a lot of people will happily critique your work. Um, Some will be positive, some will not be positive, but it doesn't matter. It's, It's what you are happy with. So if you love an image, it's a great image because you're taking it for you one of the greatest freedoms I got out of the quarantine um experience was that every single one of those photos I did was for me it was my image I wasn't trying to please anybody I wasn't trying to do anything it was a hundred percent something that I was doing for me and how I wanted it to look and and that was really really liberating and I've taken that a little bit away f- Coming out of quarantine with me too, you know. Now, when you sort of enter competitions, you've got to follow certain rules, and I'm finding that I'm finding it harder to actually take an image to put in a competition because I'm meeting somebody else's rules. So, um, I did find that really, really liberating. So, keep that in mind. I think above anything else, is it's it's for you if you like that photo. I mean, how many times if we're doing a um a an ICM photo, you know, an in-camera movement and then or intentional camera movement. And it's blurry. You show it to somebody and go, oh, it's blurry. You go, but that's what I wanted. So it's okay. I think the, one of the funniest experiences I had with that is um, early in my um, stay overseas, I, I went to Prague. Uh, it was one of my earliest trips, it was fabulous. And I had, I think I had an ND6 filter on my camera because I'd been taking a picture of the dancing houses with the blurry tram across the front because that was an Instagram photo that I had to go and replicate. Um, so the ladies I was with had showed me on Instagram says, oh, can you do that? I said, all right, let's go and do that. And I had this ND6 filter on. And so I had a slow shutter speed and I was just walking along the street and I had my camera down at my side. And I was just clicking the shutter as I went. And one of the images that came out of that was this, beautiful building in the background it was sort of yellowy colour and it was all blurry and a tram had come through and it was all blurry and I entered it into a um it was an exhibition or a competition or something through um I think it was called Shutter Hub in the UK and they're doing an exhibition in uh, Rotterdam um, so I thought I'll, I'll submit a few images they wanted street photography because it was a street exhibition um, so I sent a few in and they, I got a, a note back a few weeks, a message back a few weeks later saying they'd picked one of my photos for the exhibition and it was that one. So I told my work colleagues, I said, oh, it's really exciting. If you're around on this, weekend, can go down to Rotterdam. I've got a photo in the exhibition. And it was a really cool exhibition too because they printed all the photos on newsprint um, and just pasted them up on the wall. So it's very cool. Um, and, and I showed my colleagues the picture and you could just see their faces It was like, oh, really? because you know, so, it was all blurry and it was just like but it was cool you know somebody loved it and and uh it's and i loved it and it's still one of my favorite pictures so um do it for yourself and you know not everybody's going to like your style what you're doing but if it's what you were um trying to achieve and it achieved what you were trying to do then that's good and keep going
1: that's what photography is all about isn't it it's a uh, it's about art and everybody interpret everyone's interpretation of art is different so um very good advice that you you share there because um i feel that as this social media get more and more popular we we kind of conform into this like one thing you know that 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 fits to the to the likes and the share in the social media and it it kind of kills that part of it in in photography. Um, sure, you know, like if you want to get the likes, you want to post that, but you don't always have to take that photo. Be, you know, outside of that. So, uh, really great um, um, advice there you share. Um, thank you for that. And um, so, um, what is your your next journey? So you you went from landscape, and then you went to this like architecture, and then now you're urban and um, yeah, what, what is next um, that you have, um, you know, a few different, you know, if you have a, a few different kind of bucket list in photography genre that you want to try or, you know, whatever it is you want to do, what, what is next for Liz?
0: Um, oh, it's, it's, it's a never ending journey. So I'll see where I go. But um, I, as I said before, I've, I've joined this masterclass to learn how to do some illustrative photography. Um, that's probably more for me to learn, about the skills of doing that, as opposed to actually becoming an illustrator photographer. Um, but look, I'm, to be honest, I'm not sure. Um, I, I really don't know. I'm gonna sort of keep doing what I'm doing at the moment. I'm still enjoying architecture. Um, I'm looking at a few different types of architecture and what I could do with that. Um, but something I, I think I need to probably consider a few gaps in my skills and see what I can do with that. and. One of the biggest gaps I've got is um, portraiture and people. It's not something that I'm comfortable with, um, but it would be good to have that skill. I I realised how big a gap it was the other day when uh, it was my son's 21st and he had his friends over and I pulled out my camera and put my flash on it and tried to take a couple of photos. I thought, I don't know how to do this. Um, So I, I just need to sort of think I just need to plug like a few gaps, just so I've got those skills if, if I you know, need them. Um, I, I have no desire to become a portrait photographer at all, but it'd probably be good to be able to know how to do that. Like when I pick up my camera, put a flash on, I know automatically what the settings are to, to do something. Um, but I do really like the landscape, um, the urban landscape, any landscape, I'm probably the biggest part of all of this is just being in space. Um, I really love that. So I would really like to get back out into the to the natural landscapes and you know the wide open spaces um, and do some more of that. Um, got a trip coming up to Karajini later in the year, which will be awesome. Um, also a trip to Christmas Island. So sure I'll get some big um, landscape opportunities out there. Um, so yeah, I think I I think it will s- sort of stay with the with the, the landscape, whether it be urban or or wild I, I don't know um, but also want to just keep doing some more black and white and really expand on that
1: fantastic yeah thanks a lot for sharing that um, black and white is definitely something that I don't do a lot um, and I've just kind of got more into it because looking at my portfolio I feel like I've I haven't had much chance to go outside and shoot. Um, and looking at my portfolio, I feel like I've already processed everything that I have that I wanna process. So now I'm looking at the black and white lens and looking at some different photos. There's like, oh, that might be cool and black and white and stuff. And um, yeah, oh, it's, it's been an interesting journey for sure. It's been quite enjoyable.
0: Some of your work would be a, work would be amazing in black and white. I can picture it already.
1: Uh, thank you. I, I haven't been able to picture that yet. <laughs> uh, maybe have you, see,
0: have you seen a black and white asteroid? It's it's stunning.
1: <laughs> yeah, I should I should really try to do that more. I actually been trying to work to get more of the, the color of the Milky Way instead of doing black and white. But that's, that's yeah, it's it's definitely something that I've been um, wanting to experiment more. Well, Liz, thanks a lot for um, joining us and sharing some of your wisdom as well as your inspiration, um, and your positive energy. Absolutely love it, and um, I truly hope that um, people can see this um, through a positive, you know, um, point of view. And it, oh, so many things that you say there, where you know, like reimagine things. Like that was that was amazing when I when you say that word, just reimagine. It doesn't matter where you are, whether or not it's like mundane but just try to think it through a different perspective that was awesome and you know it really comes out on the, on the photos that you take so that that's been incredible and inspiring well for those of um, for the listeners who want to find and see some of these photos that you know these incredible photos that we've been talking about what is the best way to find you
0: um, you can find me on Instagram at, um, at @lizb229. It's my colour account, or yeah, um, @lizb_nw229. Um, and also I have a website, um, lizbarkerphotography.com. But if you just go to my Instagram, I think lizb229, you'll see in the bio links to the others. Um, my quarantine story is still on my uh, website, and it's got all the pictures there and a bit of a bit of a story to go with it. So if you want to have a look at that. Um, But yeah, enjoy.
1: Perfect. Yeah, we'll put it on a a description. So, um, you know, everyone can can see that uh, piece. So if you have like, you know, that certain page, we'll we'll put it on the description there. Well, thanks a lot for that. It's been a very enjoyable um, chat and, um, you know, just finding out about your journey. um, It's it's it seems like you approach photography with an open mind. And that's what I really love about it. You know, it's, there's no really like, Oh, I need to go that way. And that's, it's, um, I know like for me that, that had been like that for a long time, um, until like, I see, I I meet a lot of different photographers on different genre and that really opens up. So that's, that's great to be able to see that, um, you know, um, just journey and mindset. So, well, Mm. thank you very much. And, um, Wikihunters, thank you very much for tuning in, and hopefully you enjoy that um, that conversation. And I I really encourage you to check out um, the the series of photos that is taken during her isolation, as well as her photos in black and both black and white and colors. They're quite incredible. So um, yeah, thanks a lot for tuning in, and. Um, let let us know on the, on the comment below um what is the biggest takeaway for you what is the biggest inspiration for you um but you know without for um you know with everything that's going on stay positive um stay uh, um stay in the lookout for beautiful thing even in the mundane just like just like lise you know reimagine what you see that's that's an incredible one i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to steal that <laughs> reimagine i love that <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> All right. Well, thanks a lot, Lisa, um, for for coming in again. It's been uh, really incredible.
0: Thanks for having me, Stanley.